Hello and welcome to the 8th ever episode of the 2nd ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I'm your ecstatic host, Rory O'Kane, and I'm joined by a misery guts in uh, Scott Fotheringham. Mate, it is a bad week. A bad, 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 bad week. It could not have gone better for me. Like, nothing could have been it's, better. It's such a shame because it's actually a good week. Like, it was such a it was bloody an excellent good week, week of footy, of football. but it's probably the worst week of footy I can remember. North did pull off the greatest upset in history. And you lost. You you had the second worst loss in history behind Adelaide. <laughs> the second worst loss in history. Listen, that yeah. Hawthorne team sucks. No, Scott. they don't, <laughs> mate. Um, no, we'll, look, we'll get to that. But they, you, you definitely, you're getting way too much on the Hawthorne suck there, mate. They're uh, not. They, they can play some <laughs> decent footy at times. I uh, keep telling yourself that, uh, mate. Scott. I'm like, just shit. I'm an inch from calling Melbourne a Linden. Uh, I think I'm going to do it for dramatic effect. Uh, I, I thought about coming on and doing it. I, I had a little look through the draw, and I could see us getting to about 11 wins, and you think maybe if you can sneak out one or two, there's a possibility just. But if we if we lose to either you or Gold Coast in the next few weeks... Well, you're no chance. Well, you're not beating us. <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't for 10 years. So. Yeah, it's been great. It's been the greatest 10 <sighs> mate, years of my life. How the hell has this happened? This was the season I was meant to be happy. And I'm happier. <laughs> oh, how God. great is life? God, I hate footy. It's excellent. Uh, we are we are bearing the lead. We are we are joined by a special guest, someone gonna, else who hates footy. Yeah, we, we're going to leave him as a mystery for now and bring him in later. He's a very very important part of the show, and it's very exciting. Didn't so you we'll just post there. on the page saying uh, we've got a special guest? Yeah, I said mystery guest, Scott. Okay, okay. So a bit of synergy and like oh, yeah, application from you. Would yeah, be nice right. Here. Right. He's got the uh, yeah the question mark which you can't actually see in the picture. So just look closely. Yeah, listeners. if you look really closely, there's a question mark. <laughs> High and, like, quality production is magnifying glass closely. But anyway, let's get to the football because I want to talk about it because I'm super happy about the football. Let's talk a bit. Let's just remind everyone that North Melbourne beat the top ladder Adelaide by ten goals. Yeah, they're going to get three votes in gold jacket, green jacket. It was it's a completely irrelevant game. game. Like, who would have <laughs> like a ten goal margin? Clearly, the biggest margin. Like, just I really routine. thought about it. It would have been very funny. <laughs> it would have been very funny. So we're getting on to it. Gold jacket, green jacket. Go ahead. The segment derived from line Happy Gilmore. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? And it's when we give three, two, one votes to the most meaningless game of the round. You can shut up. No, Every week uh, you're giving shit. I, I, can't, I can't even complain anymore because I should have done something by now. Yeah, nah, it's, it's, it's just on it's me. A good intro. That, that little shit show for 30 seconds is on me because I'm too lazy to do anything. I apologise, listeners. I'm not going to improve, so I won't promise I'll improve, but I apologise. <laughs> what I've done this week is... Okay, it was a bloody, bloody difficult week. I it mean, was the worst the week in Gold Jack Green Jack history. The most meaningful week in football yeah. history, probably. Like, every single team that was lower on the ladder won. Yeah, what I've done, I've just picked the three favourites. As, as the one, two, three. The three winning favourites. Yeah. Like, every other game was up. So there are only three games with the favourite ones. They're going in Gold You Jack didn't have a choice because every game had at least one relevant side in it. All got somebody sacked. Yeah, and that, that's a, it's a bit of a joke. Uh, this time because I'm going to give one vote to Bulldogs and Richmond god they're stiff it's between... if people cared about this award they'd be feeling dirty <laughs> it's, it's a five point game between a premiership contender and a team that are highly likely to make finals and we're saying it's meaningless but you know the Bulldogs won in the end this is where we are like constrained by the shitness of this segment. <laughs> like, if we had any flexibility, at least it means we get out yeah, of this. Yeah, fair enough. But we still get to talk about it. Though. We do get, we to, talk get to talk about, about it. it. I heard an argument about the Bulldogs during the week, which I actually didn't mind too much. I was talking to someone about who they think will win, win the flag, and they said, "I think if the finals were played right now, the Bulldogs would still find a way to win it." 
And like, I know, they're not playing the best footy, but I can understand where he's coming from. They find ways to win games. They do. They play finals footy, they play fanatical footy, and like, I, I, I could get where he was coming from. I get where he's still coming a, They're from. still a red hot chance. They still seem a little bit off to me. They're not as intense around the ball. They're not as dominant around the ball. Their hands aren't quite there yet. They're not quite where they were at the end of last year, but they were incredible at the end of last year. So their handball game—it's like it's working in patches, but it's looking a lot sloppier than last yeah. year. At least towards the end of last it's, year, it is kind of building though. Like it, I, each week, it seems to work that little bit longer. Yeah, and it, um, that's probably like you have the concerns about the rule changes, and that's why you decided the Bulldogs were going to be no good. I still had them third in my prediction. I just want them to be bad, so that's what I've just decided yeah, to believe. God, you suck. God, you suck. I follow my heart, Scott. What can you say? What can I say? Yeah, well, Tigers, I mean... It was an impressive performance by them, to be honest. Yeah? I'm, like, to come back from the absolute, like, demolition derby they had at the hands of Adelaide, like, that was embarrassing what happened to them in Adelaide. Made even more embarrassing by this week's results. Let's just point that out. Yeah, right. <laughs> But no, like, to come back, and as free, uh, Western Bulldogs are a premiership contender. I don't like them, but I'm not going to deny that they're a premiership contender. Um, and for the Richmond to come within five points on, it was an away game, and like there are differences between the G and uh, Eddie Head, even though it was at home. Mm. Uh, it was in Melbourne, sorry. Like, it's still a pretty impressive performance from them, I think. Two weeks in a row, they've had a very good first quarter. And have then started to struggle as the game's this, gone on. This quarter, I think, was different because... Well, one, it was because the Bulldogs decided to play a Ruckman. That was incredibly crucial for the contest. They just play, were playing Lin Jong at like the second centre bounce in, in the Ruck. And then yeah, in the last three quarters... That. God, it makes me hangry. They, yeah, I agree. One well, of the well, few well, things I'm we agree my on. hair out about the fact Melbourne don't have a Ruckman <laughs> at the moment. Then there are teams choosing not to have a Ruckman. <laughs> Um, but Just yeah, dumb. so then they moved Boyd into the ruck. And I look, I get why they want to play Boyd forward, because ideally that's where he plays for them for his career. And I 100% get that, but at the moment they need a ruckman, and he's their best ruckman by a long way. Yeah. Um, especially and it's against, the most important position on the field, as we know. Oh, absolutely. But I think more importantly for Richmond, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, Waston getting hurt was crucial. Like in the first quarter, he was best on ground. It was actually shocking how good he was. Do you expect him to have sustained that before quarters? No. But have you ever seen him do it before? No, but there is. there was a five-point game. I do think he would have been the difference. Oh, it's a rotation at the uh, very least. Yeah, it's a rotation, and he was playing excellent. And uh, He is talented. He's not the most talented, he, but he was a top-ten pick. He is talented. He's, and he's all right. He's, yeah. <laughs> but he's a above-average player in Richmond's back line. He's in the top three or four defenders in terms of importance. And, like, they really, really missed him. And, importantly, it was a good game, and it was an intense sort of game. So, a rotation in those sort of games is what makes it Much more crucial than otherwise. Yeah. Like, North did not worry about losing Corey Wagner in the first minute, because they just rolled over Adelaide. <laughs> like, just, it was embarrassing what they did. Well, when a star like Corey Wagner... <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about <laughs> Shut up, Mr. Guest. <laughs> you yeah, haven't been introduced yet, mate. <laughs> We're moving on. Two votes. Someone, uh, someone have to say. It's, it's getting a bit... Uh, a bit easier now. Two votes were given a Freo Essen, which like again isn't that easy considering Essen were in front for most of the day. Yeah, really impressive from Freo though. Mate, I gotta say, Brad Hill is one of the most surprising performers this year. He, he had like he had thirty kicks. 
it, and he's, he's making a massive difference. He had like eight hundred meters gained. Like yeah. that's phenomenal. Yeah, like he's looking like a bigger loss to Hawthorne than just like nearly than both I, Mitchell. Of all of those, we we've talked a bit about there are all these Hawthorne players who you think are a mm-hmm. factor of what what their team has been able to put together. He would have been the in my mind he would have been the number one example of that. I did not think he was a good footballer, and I thought he'd been made good by people on the yeah, other side. Yeah, hundred percent. Now he's playing like Free Iron, a great side. They're they're managing to get they're something average. out of themselves. They're, yeah, like, I put them in the be, average category. I'd say they're a little a bit below average. Yeah, that's um, fair. But he's playing some great footy. Like even the well, when they played Melbourne, he didn't get that much of the ball, but he was really damaging and really important with his run. And now he's getting stacks of the footy and. Like, you just got to credit him. Like, you do wonder whether or not it was slightly personal issues that meant... Because he was poor last year. Like He, he, did, he did have a lot he, of issues floating around. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was poor and I, it's probably because of that. It was probably because of not being in the but right But even spot. at his but, best, he wasn't He wasn't this. Elite. He was important, but he wasn't elite. And he, like, he was their second best wingman at his best for Hawthorne. Yeah. He's not far off being elite at the moment. The way he's played this His year. year so far probably has been elite. Yeah. And like, at the end of it, if he keeps it up, we'll go, yeah, we should have gotten on to it quicker. Go the Dockers. Yeah, it's, not, it's good signs for them until five and, and I was worried about McCarthy early as well. And I like how fine. you just yeah, didn't no, I actually, I started saying that before. You were, okay, we'll, we'll, talk to, we'll go McCarthy first. We will go McCarthy um, The first couple first. of weeks I watched him play and I thought, oh, is he really that good? Like, he's had a couple of years out of the game. But he's been so I, good I, since. I forget how much of a big kick he has. And he's very, very athletic. Well, and you've got to forget, he came from GWS, so obviously he was a top five pick, even though it was like top 20. He was 23rd or something. Yeah. And he was kind <laughs> of, like, when he so started talented. playing well at GWS, he felt like a little bit of surprise. It, it felt like, a, oh, he's not one of their real... Big names that you expected to dominate, yeah, and then he was, and he out, was out, out for a year, and I thought, oh, was he that good? But yeah, another good pickup. They had a good. They had a really good offseason. Even Kirsten's looking okay since they've started being like he's for what they paid for him and for what they needed as a key for. They just needed a body there. He's, he's been. He's fine. no more than a role player, but he's quite a good role player. Yeah, he's he, been. He fine. does what needs to be done. He did was on the receiving end of the worst uh, deliberate decision I've ever seen. <laughs> But yes. that's not his fault. That's the umpire's fault. <laughs> uh, Whatever, mate. <laughs> so did Essendon hit the wall in the third quarter? <laughs> well, Joe got arrested. Um, oh, Essendon aren't any good. No. I think, it, I think we're officially not any good. I mean, they beat Hawthorne around one who aren't looking great. And then they won Anzac Day, which Colin aren't looking great, plus the fact anyone could win on Anzac Day. Have they won Outside game? of that, they've been pretty poor. Uh, they beat Brisbane. And that was... That in was the third closer quarter, than it should have been. Close. Yeah, and they ended up blowing him out late. Yeah, so I mean, they, they don't don't have for any... a fair chunk of this game. but They don't have any runs side. on the board to indicate they're good because they've not really no. performed that well against the good sides they have played either. No, that's like, for They sure. got blown out by Adelaide, and we know you don't have to be that good to beat us. Shut the hell up. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Three votes. Very, very obvious. Three votes were going to be given to Sydney-Brisbane, so to those teams we say... There's no doubt our production, our production is better when we don't have a producer. There's, there's no doubt. And he's you didn't hear the putter <laughs> bit at the end. Oh. Yeah, why, why do he need to lift his game? There's no doubt why he's, he he's just got to figure out that pressing pause works. Like instead of yanking, we should we shouldn't give away our trade secrets. But what happens is we bring a phone to the microphone and play the video because we're too lazy to figure out how to get it in the actual. You're audio too file. lazy to figure out. That's your job. 
Are you saying that you're willing to do it? That's not my job. My job is, as a professional, to bring a high-quality discussion to the podcast. <laughs> oh, well, who cares? I make the product. You know? uh, but yeah, all I'm going to say is pressing pause works. Anyway, Sydney are off the mark. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I'm glad it happened this week and not next week. But um, North have got them next week. No, now they'll be all happy with themselves and they'll... Come yeah. out slow, is that what you're saying? Yeah, but to be fair, North are more likely to be that given our performance on the weekend. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, but the Budweiser. Oh always happy God. about that. I mean, we've seen Gaz come back in a form. How good was his Hopefully last goal? Hopefully we're now seeing Bud back in a form. Did you, have you seen his last goal? That is like last 90 metres out. Malcolm Blight, like... No, nah, that wasn't his last. That was in the second quarter or something, was it? I believe. When he got Maybe. it out the back and bombed it from like 80. Yeah, no, that's right. I'm thinking of the, the, thinking of the wrong one. His last yeah, one was the ones where he kicked it from 70. But he, he's done that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, just, that's that's the good. thing about it. Like, he's kicked like 800 yeah. goals. He's done everything before. <laughs> yeah. Um, whoops. <laughs> um, yeah, oh. but who would have thought a bottom team getting their first win of the season would be Gold Jacket, Green Jacket? Yeah, I like... I, I thought it was a fact that they were going to win this week. But they had two games in a row, which they just should have certainly won. This time they were at home, and you just there was no way they were going to blow both of them. Yeah, no. They've lost three or four games um, at home already, or something like that. So, like, they eventually had to break their duck, and it was all it was always going to come against Brisbane, who are probably the worst. Yeah, we, we, had, we had Carlton below Brisbane. I, I'm starting to question that. I think Brisbane probably are. And they, they've been somewhat competitive. There aren't many terrible teams this year. It's such no. an even competition. Brisbane are right. a lot better than they were last year. And they're, they're just still, still worse. worse. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, Carlton, they've done too much to argue that. Yeah, the worst thing for Brisbane is, um, the one thing they don't really need is key forwards. <laughs> and that's all there is in this draft at the top end, apparently. So <laughs> it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world for them oh, to get big one. They, they wouldn't They wouldn't mind. And they're I'm probably going to lose. They are probably going to lose Shacky, so it's not the worst thing. Well, who knows? But anyway, that's, <laughs> let's get on to the real the football, as I say often, and you laugh at. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the real football that we describe. Well, there. well, well, yes. The meaningful yes. games, exactly. St Kilda, massive upset, but only the second second biggest of the round. Defeated GWS by twenty three points. Are we going to make a big call on GWS here? Are we so. saying they're not they're not favourite? Maybe only six premierships in a row. I'm still no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> six six or seven six or seven. But I, I'm I'm starting to question even seven, Scott. Like I'm I'm really worried about. I, them. I, I still think they're gonna win it. I oh, still no. I'm not I'm not, I'm not if, jumping. If, if you ask me to bet, I'd pick them. They're not. Then they haven't peaked early. They're not playing their best footy. They are just getting racked by injuries, and they yeah, they they cover injuries better than any other team. Yeah, but, but it's still at the point it's like they don't have anyone in their backline anymore to come in. Like they're on the last legs, and they've already lost Haynes, Bunting, and Kennedy. They're three first choice backmen. Like it's getting pretty worrying for them, and, and it's the least depth area they've got on the ground. Something else which has to be said is it's not as if they were terrible this week. Like, it was a good game of footy. Yeah. And St. Kilda were brilliant. Like, as a St. Kilda supporter, you'd be absolutely... That is top-end St. Kilda football. They're, I mean, once again, they're, you're starting to say they're arguably the best of the young teams. Like, who, who are you saying that? North. You're a dick. <laughs> you're an absolute dick. But, you, like, we understand what we were saying last year now. Like, 
two weeks in a row, they've been absolutely brilliant. And I even against Geelong, I thought they played some extremely good footy for three quarters. And I don't know what happened to them late. But they're, when they're playing well, they're, they're almost unstoppable with the way, the, the way they move the ball. It's so quick, you just blink and someone's got a goal out of that. Yeah, well, the, uh, their only problem is it can go wrong for them really quickly. Like, again, in round one against you, that's what happened. They were looking irresistible to start with. In the first quarter, yeah. And somehow it just all went pear-shaped. Um, that's my only worry for them. In that game, in the second quarter, it wasn't a bad game. It was like it was a good game of footy. Like, we actually played some extremely good footy to get back in it. And then after halftime, they just gave absolutely mm. nothing. Yeah, so like, I'm, I'm still not 100% sold on them. I still look at their list and go... I, their old players are a bit too important for my liking to see I, them, I agree with you. To see them but. absolutely being shoe-ins for premierships. I also then look at GWS's existence and go, well, bad luck. Um, <laughs> but you'd, I, you'd be expecting them to make finals now, I think. Yeah, from here. From here, absolutely. Yeah. Um, how good is Jack Stephen? Like, he's, up, he's in the top handful of best midfielders. He's just so dynamic. He's incredibly busy as a player. And I, I that's not... To say he's not skillful and everything, but he just works so hard. He's a bit, he's a bit merit-like, and it's weird that I think make that comparison because Stephen's older and more accomplished. But in just the way he works to every contest, he's quicker than Merritt though, and he actually breaks lines. No, I get what you're saying. Merritt's not slow. He no, does have, he does have pace, but he can lightning lots of the footy every week, and he is damaging with it. He breaks the lines. He finally had a better haircut. Yeah, I know, it's shocking, isn't it? No. It's, it's absolutely shocking. I thought we'd seen the end of the oh, Well, at least he's standing out. Can get him some round levers. Exactly. Just bleach it blonde and he'll be a shoo-in. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> I certainly would not Scott, it can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that about Max's beard, and now look at his mouth. <laughs> That's very true. We did have Rory Atkins uh, try and take that on. <laughs> Have you seen Rory? No, I yet? haven't actually. He's bleached a blonde. It's great. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it was, I do love Ola. In all <laughs> seriousness, <laughs> it was Adelaide's highlight. He was their best player. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, have you got any more thoughts on the game? I don't think so, man. Uh, let's get to my highlight uh... of the week, and I assume your low light of the week. North Melbourne defeated Adelaide by 59 points all right, in what so... has been described as the greatest quarter of football of all time. By the head writer of the Herald Sun. It has to be said, you got a bit lucky. They were a bit flat. You had a ridiculous wind advantage. They had no idea how to handle the conditions. You just got an early run on and then the game was over. You you were very lucky this week. Can I ask how you know about this massive wind advantage in the first quarter, Scott? Uh, All of the commentators and experts that I've listened to discuss the game. There's no way you had a 10 goal to none lead and there was no wind advantage. But Scott, no one's discussed the game. I've listened to all the commentators. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even get a mention on Access All Areas. How are you going to admit it? You are an irrelevant football club. And that is why no one talks about you. Ah, fuck off, Scott. You are so irrelevant. No one gives Wait a Wait till we win the Premiership in two years. You beat the Premiership favourite and you beat him by 10 goals in a quarter and still no one gives a shit about it. Oh, he is fucked <laughs> It's just stupid. Why do we care about Nathan Buckley getting sacked? He was sacked 10 rounds ago. <laughs> the gold jacket, green jacket team. Oh, fuck off, Scott. Said. You couldn't even get 40,000 to a game between you and Hawthorne, so fuck off. <laughs> Hawthorne? 
Hawthorne don't have any supporters going at all. We've just hit 40k members. Hawthorne don't have any supporters. It's a dirty little secret. They're all just bandwagon. Yeah, they're, they're, it's really... It's, it's like, looking pretty obvious. They have 70,000 members and none of them show up. Yeah, it used to just be they wouldn't show up to Etihad games, but they don't show up anywhere. They lost the first two or three games and no one has turned up. Oh. It's, it's quite poor. What a hollow Even club. from a Melbourne supporter, it's quite poor. It's like they all realise they're poos and wheeze. But anyway, let's talk about the game. That's not... How good was Jared Waite? He got suspended. <laughs> How good was Jared Waite? Is that the most classic Jared Waite thing ever? Yeah, it is. He plays a blind river game and gets suspended. Is he the most inconsistent He got a free ever? kick for what he was suspended for as well, which is even more Jared Waite. <laughs> like... That was incredible. He's, like, he's not just... Con- he's consistent in form, in injuries, and in suspensions. You mean inconsistent? I, uh, okay, yes, I do mean inconsistent. <laughs> I was like, Scott, no one has ever described him as consistent. <laughs> he's a very consistent footballer, Jared White. He's actually been quite good consistently for the, like when he's played. He's just... He doesn't, he's he hasn't quite injured. brought up... He was consistent for the, the first, first half of last year, and, and he was injured for the rest of it. And this is the first time he's gotten suspended for North. So, he was only inconsistent with injuries... Oh, mate. He, he gives me a laugh. Taylor's really good, though. Luke McDonald. This is the first game I've looked at him going, oh, that's why we drafted you, Pick 8. Yeah, I I decided, like, I didn't watch this game, but I had decided that Luke McDonald was nowhere near as good as everyone thought he was going to be in his first year. And it got to the point where everyone just thought he was really good, and then and they just kept running of, with that, even though he just wasn't it was, playing It was week. a bit of Callum Mills syndrome, where he played sort of above his years in the back line, Yep. But at some point you got to step up. You got some point you got to step up into midfield to actually warrant your hype. And he's he's doing that this year. He's playing sort of wing half forward, and he's just got so much confidence in his like ability to break a tackle. He's one of the few North Melbourne players who will run away from a contest with any purpose and poise. And his kicking inside fifty has improved out of sight. Like, I I I'd almost given up on him to be honest. And Ooh, coming from you, like I, like as being a potential like. Elite player, like I, he was always going to be BB plus. Is this is this a consistent thing this year, or are you saying based on this game? It, it is. This is the best game, but he's been consistently he better. So like okay. he, he's built to this is game. It third year now, fourth. Yeah, okay. So well, he's been around for a while. Yeah, but he's, he's still young. Well, he's, he hasn't well, never played midfield, yeah. Scott. Yes, but that um, sort of body. Well, he's in Petrarca third year. Like, he still hasn't played midfield. Mate, if he plays an okay game, the media comes out and starts talking about that he's the greatest player in the competition. It's uh, I, I do love the way they treat Petrarca. But anyway, <laughs> keep talking about North Melbourne. Nah, days. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we probably should say a little bit about the game in terms of what it means for Adelaide, because they're now fucked. They they can't win the premiership. Uh, we've just shown that everyone can beat them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how do you beat them? Pressure is what I'm here. And well, no, what, what, no. The key factor is Adelaide don't show up. <laughs> the key factor is Adelaide don't show up. They laid 40 tackles for the game. And we laid like 90. Yeah. That's not going to win you many games. But in all seriousness, um, they didn't handle a spare defender back at all well they just kept kicking it to either Scott Thompson or Marley Williams it was ridiculous and like go, the margin's probably flattering to them because half their goals were from free kicks to Eddie Betts <laughs> sounds, sounds like Eddie Betts three three free kicks I, to Eddie Betts for goals <laughs> three um, and he didn't even kick one of them the thing about putting a man back that's something which you'll work on a day because it's a price as a team but that's not yeah. a that's um, not a we've shown up Adelaide. That's the way to beat them. Like if that someone does that again, not at all. It, be fine. I think it works better against Adelaide than a lot of teams because of the way they will try and 
pick you apart and run you over the back. Um, Should you just always have a man just standing like for 50 Adelaide, metres yes. out from goal? For Adelaide, yes. <laughs> I mean, they'd have a boring old day. But it but like, might make a difference. They, the way they score in like absolute bunches and get to 150 points every week is by creating easy goals. If you've got a man back there, they can't create these. Gibson goals. actually did that a little bit late against us as well. He was just standing like well mm. back, just on his own, just making sure we don't get out of the back. Yeah, and like Adelaide are good enough to handle that and win, but it's going to make it a lot closer for and most teams. They have so much confidence in the way they're playing at the moment. You put a question mark there. Yeah, and they could start panicking. Um, another thing, North shut down their handball receives really, really well. Um, they didn't say they didn't overcommit to sending tacklers to the ball carrier. They they just bet on the guy who went to the ball carrier to be able to stick the tackle or force some pressure on the disposal, and that really shut down Adelaide's run. Adelaide for the first time all year, I have I didn't see them really get out and make Adelaide make teams look stupid. They didn't do that to North like more than once a quarter. Yeah, the, the stuff of the pressure that sounds pretty basic. But it is something which teams fall into. Oh, absolutely. Your instinct is to run at the ball and stop the ball. It's just it's what players have grown up with their entire lives. I'm happy to hear this because we've got Adelaide next week and we're statistically no, like the best pressure team. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the I know that, but I'm trying to find a positive. <laughs> You've got Playing them. <laughs> You've got them in Adelaide coming off a really poor yes, loss. Yes, but I'm trying to find you. one positive thing. You gotta be about hundred points, Scott. No, they won't. They'll beat us by. Wanna bet on it? Oh, geez, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going in like I did last week, where if you get within hundred points, you're happy? Yeah, I'm liking the fact there's nothing to lose this game because <laughs> there's been too much to lose the last few weeks. But yeah, anyway, I've had my fun. We can probably move on. All right, all right. Where are we moving on? Carlton defeated Collingwood by twenty-three points. We've got the biggest, most important part of the. No, but second most important part, we've just had the most important part. Second most important part of the pod, let's talk about Buckley getting sacked and introduce our special guest, this Stringer. And for once, he's not innovative. He's not channeling his inner Malcolm Turnbull. Oh, hang on. There'll That's later. for innovations later. Just, just to title this, are we talking about Buckley getting sacked or will Buckley get sacked? I think we're probably talking about Buckley getting sacked. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, is it a fact now? It's, it's been it's, a fact for like three years. It was just a matter of when. <laughs> it couldn't have been a fact. It can't have been a fact. No, but like, that, that's, that's, that's assuming anyone ever predicted them to come good that wasn't named Craig Hutchinson and Tim Watson like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Tim, it, it, mate, it's said a couple of times every year. It's the frustration of being a Pies fan is that a couple of times every year they will just play a game that will make you think maybe it's possible and then... Next week, they'll lose to Carlton. The thing is, <laughs> they've just got so many names that are hyped up that when they play well, every those names just pop off the paper and make you think they've got it. it, it it's Buckley's fault. Like, it just is Buckley's fault. Like, every issue that they have is a clear coaching issue for me. I, the, not not quite every not issue. No, their, their midfield is performing. He's got their midfield to perform okay. Like, they, a yeah. lot of those star players are performing. That's fine. But th- I'm telling you their forward line on paper is nowhere near as bad as the media are trying to say. They have a little bit of... It's not the it's worst. A, it's a, and on top of that, they should have Travis Cloak there if Buckley wasn't a dickhead. Yeah, that's If they treated him point. right, it should be Cloak, Darcy Moore, Fasolo, Elliot. That is not a terrible forward line. And their back line on paper is not that bad, but then they don't have a team that buys into defence. Like, 
Every issue comes down to a coaching issue for me. You bring the fire, I like it, Scott. Like, That's fair analysis. It, it, it has to be the coach. You do have to credit him, though. He's turned Lyndon Dunn into an A-grade superstar. Lyndon Dunn already was an A-grade superstar, <laughs> and then we forgot about him, and now he's just playing the same way. But anyway, let's defer. Let's <laughs> yeah, give the man right. his platform. He's come in, especially for this. We finally revealed who it is. Take us away. All right, well, boys, I'm going to bring a first to the podcast, and that's research. Um... Got He's some... actually got notes. <laughs> that hasn't happened since the second. <laughs> I, I want you to, to tell me where you think Collingwood rank in the following uh, categories for the year. All right, we'll start off with hit outs. 17th. <laughs> 17th. Oh, it's going to be shit. I don't know, 15th. All right. Go start off with uh, clearances overall. Oh, see, so we're not getting the reveal every No, day. no, we'll, get, we'll reveal at the same time. I'm going to answer 17th to everyone. Clearances overall, they couldn't be that bad. Well, who's worse than them? I don't know. What was 17th? Well, because I feel like it's not last. But I think I'm going to get at least one right with 17th. I have a feeling, yeah, I'm feeling, feeling all these are going to be a shock. But like, if I'm being serious here, I would say like 10th. Yeah, clearances. I would have gone 8 or 9. Okay, and center clearances. Third. If though, if I'm being serious on this, I'm not trying to guess what you're saying. I'd guess around ninth or tenth okay. in those categories. All right. The Collingwood, <laughs> as it stands for this season, ranked third overall for hitouts. Bugger, I went the wrong way. Grandy, <laughs> we knew it was going to be they extreme. Ranked third overall for hitouts. All right. Yeah, and it's not converting to clearances. They're so seventh for clearances and twelfth in the league for centre clearances. This from a midfield that was ranked. At the beginning of the season, by champion data, the number one midfield in the competition. Now, we can debate whether that's true. The point is that Collingwood Football Club has got a midfield that, on paper, is elite. They are among the best midfields in the competition, if not the best. Why is this not translating into actual results? That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. That is, that... How is their, their elite midfield not actually taking advantage of a Ruckman who's Performing really well. Um, Brody Grundy is up there with the best rucks in the competition. I had him fourth. Somebody didn't have him in their list. I had him tied fifth. <laughs> I did have him tied fifth. Did not have him um, tied fifth. I didn't allow him to have a tie. Who's the midfield coach? Crazy yeah. Bossy. No, it's important. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is it Sanderson? That, Maybe. Because oh, that's generally... When you, when you have issues with clearances and with selfish structures, generally the midfield coach is the one to look at. Well... Somebody needs to take responsibility. That's a fair point because they have a strong midfield, and if they're getting first use, we should with they with that midfield. All right, I'll give you a list of names. All right, you have people in that midfield like Pendlebury, Trelaw. You have Steel Sidebottom, Taylor Adams. These are blokes that would be a walk-up start in just about any midfield in the competition, bar maybe GWS. The weird thing about that is they're actually like as they're playing fine. Like, they're, then, they're they playing good footy. Are they? Well, they are. They're getting plenty of the ball. When you're watching a game, it's Trelaw not translating into results. Penderbury's not at his best, but he's not playing poorly. Taylor Adams is playing the best footy of his career. But this is so not I, translating into results. No, so it's somewhere not. along the line, something's I, gone wrong here. It feels like... It, I, I believe it's connection with the forward line. I, I think there is just no structure and no clear way that they go forward. And so the midfielder getting the footy and looking all right, and then they just don't know. They, their forward line looks confused. In that case, where do you think Collingwood rank for inside 50s? First. Yeah, they'll be up there. Fifth. Sixth. 
Oh, nearly. I like this guessing game. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's a forward line issue. That's a forward line issue. You know what else is a forward line issue? Where did Collingwood rank for goal accuracy? Oh, well, you, you always kick from the end. They be eighteen. They are eighteen. <laughs> you always kicking goals from the boundary line. Now, the game even against Sydney, when you won and played well. You were kicking freak goals from the boundary line. That's what won you the game. No, I'm not here to tell you that Buckley needs to be sacked, all right? I'm here to have a discussion, <laughs> all right? Now, okay, given it's a discussion, that, can we say Buckley deserves to be sacked? All right, we'll, we'll, come to, we'll each come to a judgment at the end of this, all right? But here's the fact that Collingwood <laughs> ranked 18th for goal accuracy, Buckley's fault. Yes. I think, I think that is a fair yeah. factor in it, yes. Is it? Yes, because they, they go wide. All right, that's fair enough. But how, all right, but how much responsibility does Buckley have to take for that? Then, like, they're not the only team that goes wide. But actually, they nearly are though, because one of the biggest shifts in football this year has been teams going more central with their entries inside fifty, and it's one of the reasons scoring's gone. You seem like he's still in love with Malthouse going long on the boundary line. I, I think, I think he does have to take. Look, it's not hundred percent his fault. They are missing easy goals as well. But I think, I think he does have to take some onus for that. As should, well, Collingwood just should just hire Sav Rocker. Fix Levi Casbolt. He can fix anybody. Not worry about that. Anyway, <laughs> we should talk about Carlton for a little bit. No, no, no. Just quick. No. Oh yeah. So what's his, can I just say? Do you have a, Do you have a decision on whether he should be sacked? I do have a decision. Well, look. I will say my opinion first and foremost is that Buckley should be given the rest of the season to coach. I don't think anything good comes from sacking him. At this point of the season or subsequently, Collingwood are not going to make finals this year. There's no, there's nothing to be gained this year from uh, from sacking Buckley. I think you let him see out his contract, and I honestly think there's a good chance at the end of the year Buckley walks away on his own. He sees the writing on the wall, and being the club man he is, he walks away on his own and makes it easy on everyone. But what good comes from him going for the rest of the season if they're not performing? Like, surely, wouldn't it be best to move on and start thinking about the future rather than still? Spending the rest. Of the Are you thinking about, about the future though? If you're, uh, if if you've got an interim coach, is I just don't see the point. That's why. That's why clubs do it a lot of the time. Is they just think it's time to move on. Look, I think that Buckley's shown the Collingwood Football Club a lot of loyalty. I think they should let him see no, out his contract. So you're saying you owe him? Yeah. Okay. But and you expect him to be gone at the end of the year? I expect him to be gone at the end of the year. I've. It's been very difficult for me. It's a. I've, I've long been uh, it's, it's been a position I've flirted with for a long time and it's so tough and it's so tough because you he, he's the guy that growing up as a Collingwood supporter in that era he is the guy you went to watch every single week you didn't go to watch Collingwood you went to watch Nathan Buckley alright he is a man who single almost single handedly he carried a team on his shoulders to two grand finals a mediocre side where he was the only elite player in it, just about, and he carried him to two grand finals. He's your absolute hero, and it's so sad to watch, and you just want him to do well so badly, but the time's come. He's got to go, all right? Give him the end of the rest of the year, but he's got to go, and Eddie should go with him, but that's a different issue. <laughs> Jeez, Eddie should go with him. That's I mean, not, look, I, I know what you're saying. It's not, a log- it's not a logical argument. Like, it's not a logical argument. It's an entirely emotional, it's an entirely emotional argument, but you want him to, you, you know, it's... It hurts to watch him uh, not do well. Yeah, yeah. he's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if, like, if it was a normal club in a normal situation, I'd give him like a month. 
But given it's Collingwood and what he means to Collingwood, I can see him seeing out the year. I think he should. He's already been given a month and another month and another month and another. Oh, I'd get rid of him very soon. I'm yeah, really... I would have got rid of him like two years ago. Yeah, exactly. in mind, he was the guy that pushed for only uh, only a one-year extension on his contract. They wanted to give him more, and he said, at the end of this year, you'll know whether or not I can coach. I don't want any more than one year. I don't want to put you in that position where you have to pay me out. To be He's fair. the ultimate yeah. club yeah, man. That's fair. But anyway, let's give Carlton a little bit of credit. <laughs> nah, screw <laughs> No, all well, I want to say... There's a good coach. All I want to say is Sam Petrovsky Seaton's pretty bloody good. He is good. And he's got a nice name. I like that. He's got a shocking haircut, which I like because it's hilarious. And he's a sexy footballer. Oh, he's a very sexy <laughs> footballer. But unfortunately, we have spent too much time talking about Collingwood like every other media organisation yep, out there. Just... <laughs> so we're going to have to move on. Uh, <laughs> West Coast defeated Port by 10 points. Flat track bullies no more, Scott? Uh, well, what's the stats? They won five out of their last six in Adelaide or something. Yeah, that's weird. So they can Adelaide's play everywhere a, but the G. Adelaide <laughs> is a much harder place to travel than the G, in my mind. You, you like, think so, yeah. It, maybe that's because I'm from Melbourne and oh, I see teams with the G all the time because there's so many Melbourne teams and so many upsets of the G. But, jeez Christ, nobody ever wins in Adelaide it's, except West Coast. It's psychological, isn't it? it, it it's just... It might be... They have it in their head now, we can't travel to Melbourne. Yeah. And similarly, they might handle Adelaide a lot better because they're used to that hostile atmosphere uh, at Subi. Like, they in Melbourne, the crowds are never that one-eyed, whereas yeah, West Coast yeah. might be used to it. And it might a lot, might sort of um, brace themselves but, for... But is it a... I, I, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. But, <laughs> but is it, yeah, is it like... Is that, does that make an even bigger contrast that they're used to such a passionate for support and then it's so passionate? Is I, that even more I have no shock? idea. I just don't understand how they do this and so I'm clutching at straws. Yeah, some, something which does has to, have to be said about this is in some ways they were very lucky. The, the stats are ridiculously in favour. Oh, yeah. And they had... I mean, there was a stage last year where I watched a few Port Adelaide games and I got really, really frustrated by the fact they just kept kicking it long to mm. do and I, I remember I said at the time they need to get Schultz back if he's yeah. leading up that gives him an extra option they don't really have another tall option and Dixon is such like he's bloody good and he's such he's, like, this, he draws so much ball this year has been the first year he's deserved the sort of focus inside Ford 50 that he's gotten from Port yeah. last year he didn't this year has been excellent but yeah and the only backup the only guy they can go to is Brett Eddy who's just not yeah, they're playing exactly. Trengove up forward He's a key defender. Yeah, exactly like, they, right. They, they, it is one of their... It's their biggest weakness. Their forward line... They're, they're, up until this stage, they've been getting goals from their midfield and they've been getting goals from either Wingard or Gray, depending on yeah. who's in there. And Dixon's been doing a good job. Gray's but this week, too. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's enormous. Like He's that good a footballer. Um, uh, we, we spoke about Jack Stephen being the top five football uh, midfielders in comp. Oh, I'd put Gray there too. EB in the top sexiest. I think we'll do that one day. We'll be doing our top we'll five sexiest like for weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, he'll he'll be in there. He'll feature. Uh, <laughs> I'll feature very prominently. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, from that perspective, West Coast. I mean, I mean, good on them, and they mm. travelled well to Adelaide and all of that. But I, in terms of how, it, like the general, how the game went, they probably should have lost. And if Port Adelaide were a bit smarter, they probably would have lost. Is this Port's first misstep? Like, we've said all year that they haven't put a foot wrong. Is this the first time they have? Yeah, but it's in a different way to... Last year we were worried there were games where they didn't have the effort Mm. and there were games when they just stopped defensively. That wasn't the issue. It's not the worst misstep in the world. It was going forward and hopefully they'll look at it during the week and they'll be like, okay, that was pretty dumb. And they'll be able to fix it up. Yeah. 
Um, Their efforts I'm still, still looking forward. Way. I still think this is by far a, a positive season for them. Um, oh, absolutely. Like, and I, I don't really, I don't really think less of them for this loss by much. I get to a little bit, but not by much. The, uh, the the only concern with them is they've lost three games and they could potentially be playing the best footy they'll play all year. And they've already, like, and they haven't had a good draw, but they've already lost three games. So, like, although they they look like one of the best teams, they're not sitting as one of the best teams. Yeah, that's very true. It, they, they're one of three or four teams that doesn't really have a flattering ladder position. North yeah. feature amongst that group as well, Scotty. As to the demons, mate. No, you're, you're <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on. Gold Coast defeated Geelong in another upset by 25 Yeah, what a, what a ridiculous round of footy. Like, this, this game doesn't barely get to mention because... One, it's the Gold Coast, and they don't have any supporters, which I know a little bit about. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but it's like, Geelong, you've got to get really worried about. Well, their, their first five wins weren't actually that convincing, and now they've had two poor losses. I had, like, I had it their first few weeks, I thought they're not very good, mm. and then I had two weeks where I was impressed, and now they've just... They've gone back to it. They, 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 they just have such reliance on two players, and then they have too many. And one of them's hurt. Dangerfield's clearly hurt, and oh, he's they just struggle. He has been for a while. Now. It's a lot easier to shut down one guy than two. Like they're they're in real trouble. Like Duncan's lifted, as we've said. Yeah, but D- Duncan's one of those inconsistent one, footballers yeah, like, who actually has lifted. There's but. just not enough there through the midfield. They have more midfield depth issues than Adelaide, who that's all anyone's talking about this week. Like, I'm really worried for them. There's just so many players I look at and go, eh. And the, but the frustration with their depth is all of those players have good moments. They, they don't have they don't have second tier players who just look crap all the time. They have second tier players who have two good moments a game, and yeah. they're just so interesting. A bunch like, of Josh. Kaya Cockatoo looks so bloody good. But he God, just, he goes, he's, he he's just, non-existent he for just needs to learn how to find the ball consistently. But that that's one of the hardest things to do in AFL, so yeah. who knows. Um, for Gold Coast, sides are looking pretty good recently. Like, they lost to a powerhouse the week before. <laughs> Only are, because uh, Gary Adler gave away two stupid free kicks and cost them the game. <laughs> um, firstly, they seem to be back a little bit to rely on Gaz in the midfield, which, like, you know... To be fair, like... That's just because Gaz is playing well again, and everyone would rely on Gaz in the midfield if he's playing yeah, well. Yeah, but like, how much is the fact that they've been alright last few weeks is Gaz has been just playing Yeah, but Aaron Hall watches back on. He had 30 odd touches and a goal. And did nothing defensively. Yeah, of course. It's not preseason. That's the only time he tackles. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, they they have more upside than people are giving them credit for, I think. There aren't, there aren't many teams that were bad this year. Like, no, there, there aren't any gimme wins. But I, I just want to point out, like, going forward, they do have the, there's still the talent there to develop into a really good side in yes, two or three they've, years. They've still got a lot like, of even, freakish football. Even when Ablett leaves in like six months, like they've got, they're not going to replace him immediately. But in the long term, they're not going to be that bad. It's off. people like a Saad or a Took Miller who mm. are just. You know, they're bloody good. I love those guys. Very, very, very talented. Took me the handballs too much for my dream team, but that's about it. That's the only criticism I have. <laughs> sexy footballers. That's for sure. <laughs> they have a lot of sexy footballers, but oh, like they do. And frustrating footballers for a Martin, lot of their career. He's starting to put it together. And like he, God, there was a high expectation. Occasionally you see where that expectation goes. 
Like, he does do some incredible things for someone his height. Oh, he's good to watch. I like Jack Martin. Yeah, he is a good footballer to watch. But, I mean, God, there was a high ceiling on my expectation on him, and he's got nowhere near it, realistically. Yeah. Anyway, this conversation's petering out. Let's move on to the most... No, I've said that two times already. <laughs> Third most important conversation of the week. Paul Thorne defeated Melbourne by three points. You were shit. <laughs> this is the first game this year which we were comprehensively outplayed and absolutely deserved to lose. Which is kind of funny because you made a game of it. <laughs> like, oh, we did, Maggie. We did really well to come back, but we didn't. We didn't turn up in the first half. Credit no. still. Uh, credit does have to go to Hawthorne. Their pressure early on was fantastic, and the way which we dealt with that was we just flicked the handball around, kept going backwards and backwards and backwards. So we eventually handballed it to someone in space who'd kick it 15 metres sideways. And then we'd like hold possession and be like, all right, we've got out of that pressure moment. And then Hawthorne were really good. By the time that it all happened, they would set up behind the ball. So we just ended up kicking it long. And against Essendon, we had, I thought the first half, we had a lot of issues with just bombing it in long, particularly considering he didn't have any forward because Hogan was out. And then in the second half, we were like, all right, let's hold possession. Let's start chipping it around. Let's start using the short pass. Back, straight back to it this week. Like, horrifically so. And so we so have like a learn... false prophet of Hogan now. Yeah. Like, oh, I kick it along to him on three. You didn't learn fine. anything from his absence. It, it appears not. And But he's not He's not presenting nearly, nearly as well as he did. In pre-season, that was the most... I said he was looking sharp, and that was the best thing about it, was he was presenting really positively. He's got back to just... Hanging around ten meters out, and he does well doing that. Yeah, like, he he's does, super talented. Because he's bloody good, but he needs to start leading up. I just oh, realised. I, I just realised I forgot to bring up Mason Wood. I'm so devastated. He was so good. But care. anyway, we, um, <laughs> that was kind of where I was going. Um, we gave Tim O'Brien a lot of shit last year and this year for just being ordinary. Apparently, I didn't really watch the game that closely, but apparently it was really good. Do I you change your opinion Absolutely on Absolutely not. I have a very strong opinion on this point. He was up against the worst like defensive performance from a back line I think I've ever seen. So It was, it was the dumbest defence. Like One of two things would happen. Either there'd be a pack of 20 and no one would go up to compete and they'd end up taking... Like McAvoy took about three contested marks at the He's top of the He's been really good But they recently. weren't even contested. <laughs> Like no one went up to contest, or four people would go up and contest, or fall over, and then there'd be four Hawthorne players running into an open goal. And it's it's funny because Tom McDonald was playing very poor footy early in the year. Mm. We've kind of loosened him up a bit. He's playing a bit ruck, which I I don't really like. To, to be but fair though, I offensively think lost... he's been quite good. No, he hasn't. Really, no, he hasn't. He's found the ball, but he he he's the biggest. It? Yeah, absolutely, he's the biggest turnover king I've ever seen. Like. It's, and he goes with some ridiculous decisions as well, which he's just incapable of being the target. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, but I think we're actually missing his leadership down back. Because, yeah. I mean, we've got Frost and Oscar McDonald holding it down now. That, and Frost was that very, very good. does not make you but confident, they're, they're, does it? They're not smart footballers. They, and they, it was a very, very dumb defensive performance. Are you completely out on Oscar? Is he, is he never going to make it? Or are you thinking he might put it together? He's very, very poor at the moment. Very poor. There's a long way to come back. And I've been saying, like, oh, his brother looked poor early, but now his brother's looking shit again. Why are we playing him in the ruck? It feels like it's just Goodwin being innovative for the yeah, sake of being innovative. one reason is uh, Gorn and Spencer are hurt. No, but the obvious option... He said after they went down, he said, we said as a coaching staff we want to be creative. We're now we're going to have to be creative. Not really. The most obvious option is you play Pedersen with Watts as a second, and mm. then you keep Tom McDonald back. 
It feels like the thought of putting him in the midfield because we now got two second rucks. We've got three ruckmen, and yeah. it just feels like they're doing it just to be different. And I, I, I just don't think it's helping. The other thing which I want to say, I would not mind Bernie Vince to play some VFL. He is in a, the, the, the most important decision-making role on the field, and he is a terrible decision-maker. Like it's, it's been too long now. He is a bad decision-maker. He's not even like overrated. He's bad. He does ridiculous things. Yeah, some Every of the switches week. he tries to pull off are just not good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's astonishing. I, I don't see how it could possibly go through his mind. I lo- he was so much better in the midfield. But if you want him in that role, he's not good enough for it. He's, re- he's not, and he hasn't been for two years. This is what I wanted from you, Scott. Absolute <sighs> anger. Fire is coming out of your ears. Oh, you we're look very, like a teapot. We're very nearly Lyndon. Very, yeah, you're, you're a Linden, Scott. Your dime is done. You lost the Hawthorne the worst time. We're in one loss. You lost the worst in side in the competition's history, Scott. <laughs> They're not that bad. I tell you what, Burgoyne was unbelievable. I think he had 19 possessions. He, he played like he had 45. He is... No Hawthorne player is underrated, but he's as close to it as, he, as they come. Like, Oh, yeah. He is what so he does good. for that side... He underperforms because he performs the role that they need to play. He's Bartel-like in that. He could play so much... Like, if the game was more about him and was made more about him, his role yeah. would be so much bigger yeah. and he'd be so much and more he, he played a bit more midfield time and just some of the clearances he got, he'd get so much space. And and once he so has space, you're just stuffed. And then he was Mr. Fix-It in the last quarter and just every time we looked like we were going to kick a goal to put us in front, he'd just pop up and stop it. It was... Bloody frustrating, <laughs> if I'll be honest with you. Oh, I hate footy. <laughs> oh, let's put you out of your misery. Let's go to everybody's second favourite segment, the mailbag. I just oh, realised I got the order wrong, but who cares. Uh, we've got only from Poochie because I forgot to ask for questions from anybody else. Ooh, this That's on me, I apologise. But he asked, how would the players fix the deliberate rules? What are your thoughts on this? It's a hot topic because they fucked up in the Richmond game. I liked the deliberate rule last year. I think it was there was much more of an indicator of when they were going to pay it. We knew when they were going to pay it. was If the ball went in a straight line to the boundary line, it wasn't a shank and there was no player in the vicinity. You knew it was going to be deliberate. And I got to the point at the end of the last... Like, there were always bad decisions with every rule there is. But I got to the point at the end of last year where I could say, oh, yeah, that's deliberate, and then they'd pay it. Mm. This year, there is just so much discretion in the... The umpires are being asked to get, jump in the head of players and decide whether they're trying to keep the ball in. They, you, they can't do that in the heat of the yeah. moment. That's, it's too difficult. The worst thing is they're not, there's no sort of game sense with them. Like, in the forward line, why would Jaden Short possibly want to get that ball out of bounds? Stoppage goal, I don't know. But it, it, that's the same thing that happens if he gets tackled. He's not going to get caught holding the ball, yeah. picking the ball up with three players around him. That's just dumb. You, you can't. Shane Kirsten's get... one against you. Dumb. Why would he possibly. Why, why would that be his sole objective? He's just trying to get the ball forward. Yes. Uh, there was one against um, Zeebel in the North Geelong game. Dumb. He was tapping it to a North Bay, just hit it over his head. Like, there's so many of those that I can just reel off, and they're just dumb I just, because the umpires aren't taking into consideration nah, I just, what I, is going on. I can't get angry at the umpires. There's so much that goes through their head, and there are so many different ways that, that, that the ball that's can a go really, out. To the that's a really fair point. 
but still, <laughs> like it's un- the, I, 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 get- I just don't get how you don't take into the fact there's clearly like thirty seconds to go. Why would a losing team want that to happen? I I understand the argument that some people are going with that. Let's take out the grey area and make it last touch. No, that's I sucks. hate that. That'll be stupid. That takes out one of the most unique things of our game is that like the game starts with the ball in dispute. If the ball goes out of bounds, the ball is in dispute. Like, whenever there's a stalemate... It's a game. The game is a contest. So, yeah, that's I, so I much a part of the game. I contest you. taken away. Yeah. And besides, it'd take out some of the value of Ruckman, which... So what about not last kick? Yeah. No. Not last touch, last kick. No. Last kick? Well, does that mean if someone kicks it and then there's a little fumble? If it's not touched before it goes out. No. Okay. Um, still don't like it. No, I still don't like it. I, I like it having... It takes out that ambiguity, though. Yeah, I don't I know. care. <laughs> they, they, they need to have a rule, but they need to have much more stricter understanding around what are the factors which make you think it's deliberate, which they had to an extent last year, and they've just gone too far. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the next question. Uh, this one's slightly amusing, actually. Uh, will the China game be a success, or will Koshi cause an international incident and possibly be arrested for corruption? I hope the second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that's, that's the only way I can really care about it. <laughs> what time is it on here? Surely a cash cow. Because I, I, the one, the only good thing about the New Zealand games was they're on at nine thirty, and I could wake up and watch football. I liked that. It was stupid and not a good plan going forward, but I like when you're watching football. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have no idea, but I, I don't particularly We are well-researched, aren't we? <laughs> Well-oiled machine. Um, look, if they get money out of it, fine. <laughs> this isn't going to grow the game. Like, if the Chinese fall in love with football, I'll be shocked. But they don't all have to. Yeah, that's true. Only 1% of them do. That that's, is true. That's heaps. And there's more of them, <laughs> there's more of them than ah, It's worth having a crack. Yeah. I also, if it wasn't like Koshi doing it, I'd be more enthused. <laughs> I don't like Koshi. No, I like Koshi. He's done a good job, the bloke. Anyway, it's a 3.15 game, so the time difference is too bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so not 3 a.m. Um, but anyway, uh, we've got one more. Which of the plebs, including producers, etc., would be A, the best AFL coach, B, the best commentator, and C, umpire? Clearly, the answer to all of those is me. So, what's your... Wait, what, what, what the oh, was which of the plebs will be the best coach, the best umpire, and the best commentator? I have sat next to you at the football before, and I would absolutely not be listening to any of your commentary. That's a ringing the, endorsement from The a TV would be muted. And I, don't, I don't even do that for BT. He'd be an annoying commentator. Where does this question come from? Okay. <laughs> oh, good on him. Good on the pooch. It's quite a funny question. Ah, oh, yeah, you'd be a bloody annoying commentator. Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> that, that's for sure. Uh, at least I know the players' names. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Coach, oh, I don't know. What was, you, what was the other one? It'd be you, Scotty. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. We don't Good have to the... have No, 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 no. It'd be the guy that invented the tap forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. We've got the best It'd coach. It'd be Stringer. Yeah, Stringer, yeah. And best umpire. This one I actually think I'm best suited for because I'm the most arrogant. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you would be a horrific umpire. <laughs> no, but I'd be perfect. I'd be Ray Chamberlain. Also, I can't run. You'd be so a horrific umpire. You just couldn't be impartial at anything. It was a oh. bulldogs game. You would. Be oh, you have never ever way. watched a game as an impartial uh, spectator. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be the best part about it. I would it. definitely least, be the best. I'd be obviously <laughs> cheating, unlike the West Coast umpires who are just, oh, we're not cheating. We're just giving them ten more free kicks game. Bullshit. So I'm commentator and umpire. You're nothing, Scott. Stringer's coach. No. <laughs> Officially done. <laughs> I'm all three. But that brings us to the final question. 
Uh, it's from Hands Mole Man, and it's uh, when Stringer coming back <laughs> for innovations. The answer, as you may have guessed, is now. Yeah, and I've got the inside word on that question. I believe it was actually asked about June last year, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're waiting for you, mate. Great <laughs> anticipation for you. All right. What well, do you bring into the table? What are we bringing to the table? We've had some time off to think about innovations, and as would be expected, that time has not been used. But I managed to uh, come up with one this morning uh, while I was going about my day. I had, I had, <laughs> this a, I had one of my light bulb moments. I thought that's perfect. Now, Classic stringer. Because I was thinking about what do we, uh, what do we think so far this year has been sort of the big talking point of the uh, the competition so far. We've already talked about Bucks getting sacked, right? Bucks getting sacked. Well, and we've absolutely I did talked that, about North Melbourne winning the premiership. I did. Just when you mentioned Bucks getting sacked, my first idea for an innovation was just a new coach for Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do better than that. Now, I'm talking about, we've already discussed it, the deliberate out-of-bounds rule. No one understands it. No one knows what it's going to be, as you've said, all right? But it's a rule that is, has got an obvious... Purpose. You, you can clearly see what the AFL are trying to do with this rule. I think I've figured out something that might help them. Alright? Great anticipation. <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. I'm genuinely excited. Oh, you, really, <laughs> you really do. Um, <laughs> with Stringer's mind. Who does? I don't. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so, uh, my idea is, alright... It's called the, uh, or should I give the name first or should I describe it? Give the name first. All right. Well, it, you, you're probably going to figure out what it is from this. It's called the football rink. And, uh... <laughs> Play it like ice hockey. So, you right. see before the game, the players are doing their warm-ups. And to protect the crowd, they chuck up the nets. Behind the goals, the footballs don't fly in. They come back to the turf. I thought about this. I thought, we could do this, but... We don't have to take down the... Like, you know, these, these nets, they get taken down before the game, right? But we don't have to do this. We can have the nets up during the game. Not only this, we can have them up not just behind the goals, but all the way around. You know, the ball never has to go out of bounds. You know the really funny thing? The AFL would probably be like, you know, that's actually a pretty sick idea. How exciting would that be? The Let's try it in the nap cup. It was just popping in. And can then, you imagine if we just... The, you can't, and every 10 minutes you add in an extra ball and it just it goes is, crazy. It is the perfect solution to the deliberate out of bounds rule because the ball can't go out of bounds if there's not a boundary line. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> it's I don't actually quite the football <laughs> rink, my friends, I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's just, just, just so stupid. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just absurd. <laughs> it completely changes the game. It is innovative. Well, like, didn't, isn't that what we promised with this segment? It was ideas that are going to change the game, and this is one of those ideas. This is I'm the third time right. we've had this, and this is the first time you've actually innovated. <laughs> this is the best one you've done by far. What, you don't think Helmet Cam was an innovation? No, not not <laughs> to the game. <laughs> helmet Cam was actually a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucked. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. 
I want that. Mate, the football ring. I want, I'm a, I want at least a trial. They could put <laughs> cushioning. They could put just cushioning at ground level. Yeah, so the yeah, ball yeah, just yeah, bounces yeah. back in. You don't get caught. And, and the players. You have to protect the players. I yeah, thought exactly. that. The head, the head is sacrosanct. The cushioning has to be at ground level. There can't be any of this stuff you see in ice hockey where they're slamming players against the wall. Well, no, they can. It's just cushioned so it doesn't hurt. Yes. Well, I still yeah, want to see I, people. You, you can't deliberately easy. slam. It's like the goalposts, basically. Yeah, I don't, we, I don't we, have we, anything we, to say. We, it's too good. We were saying that we wanted the game to be in dispute the whole time. We always want a contest. This, this is the entire game. There's no boundary line. I'm, I mean, the players going, are probably going to, It's going and to achieve. Would disappear out of the game. It's going to it's achieve exciting. the <laughs> AFL's objective, which is getting the ball through the middle. Keeping it away from the boundary line, stopping the uh, the stoppages. The game keeps going. It's a free flowing game, and the fans will be the big winners out of this. I'm telling I you. I think I think more importantly, it'd help Bucks coaching because uh, down the line's a lot easier. Yeah, and we could be extending Buckley's career. We don't, we might not need that new coach. And how long it. will it be before Eddie Betts finds a way to kick it into the to kick it on the boundary line and then get it to rebound into the goal? 60 seconds. Well, that's just impossible. <laughs> <laughs> that's just stupid. <laughs> You're making a mockery this second. <laughs> that's just no uh, Like Dead Set, bring it into NAB Challenge and I'll watch a lot more NAB I'd Challenge. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the end of Stringer's Innovations. It's so innovative we didn't have much to say. Best thing I've ever heard all, all year. Let's move on to everybody's favourite segment now. Yeah. Top 5. We're doing Key Defenders this week. Uh... Take us away. Who's your fifth? Yeah, key defender. We're going a little boring one. Just yeah, yeah, the fact yeah. That it, well, it's, it's been exciting enough anyway. The pod is two jams back and he's going too long. So take it away. Look, number five, I'm <laughs> going Lyndon Dunn. <laughs> Once yes. again. Now, I have to put no, in can here. I, can I apologise for not having Lyndon Dunn? I've made a gross, gross mistake. I put <laughs> Phil Davis. That's just me. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> as I say this, I need to put my honourable mention Phil Davis in <laughs> Because I would have had him at fifth if I was being serious. But Lyndon Dunn is a good defender. I don't like oh, that's almost as bad as my Hodgie <laughs> call last week. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's, yeah, he's so I got Phil Davis. He's underrated. He's fantastic. Uh, he he's so athletic. He's so clean, and, and he's a real presence. Yeah, exactly. And he like he's got a little bit of an issue with punching his own teammates. Like he's, he did on the weekend. This week, yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Lob crack the shits as you should. Yeah, but it's like he's he's a great defender. I just love him. Yeah, no. Who, I who you got a number four? I would have had him. <laughs> if you uh, weren't making a mockery of this. Four, I've gone with McGovern, who we had a little bit of a discussion as he can as a defender, considering he's he still does around the ground. He's still realistically a defender, and he, he's, he's the typical defender of the modern game. That, that's pretty much how you'd sum him up. Like, the way he's good is the way the footy's played. He's, he won't play on a man, he'll read the ball in the air, and he'll give them some rebounds as well. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, like, he plays like a modern footballer. But you've got to give him so much credit for managing to look the most unlike a modern footballer. Sloppiest rig in the S- AFL by so Since, like, the 1980s. Like, maybe... Sorry, Bill Brownless might have given him run for his money. I don't know. <laughs> like, those arms. He's still got baby fat. Like, I don't care. Yeah, and the, they, all the talk about him was he used to be, like, fat, and then he got into shape and stuff. He's still not in shape. I mean, he must be somewhat fit. It must just be a body which just can't... <laughs> Like, get rid of... Like, he must just not do push-ups. That must be it. Possibly. <laughs> Four-eyed Talia. 
He's just he doesn't have enough tricks for me to put in my child. He's, he's excellent defensively. He's as good as pretty much anyone defensively, but I don't think he offers enough going the other way when you're talking about players in this class. All right, well, I'll, I'll get to dive in a little bit higher. Um, should I go to my, my three? Yeah, go ahead. Three, I've gone with Harry Taylor, <laughs> which is a little bit controversial. Considering it's super he's controversial, given he can't touch his toes anymore. <laughs> we're talking about... He's so smart, though. We're talking about the best defenders in the league. If he's playing in defence, he is... He qualifies. He, he's up, and he's been so good for so long, and he's so smart. So did you... Can I just user. ask a question? Did you leave Rance out? No. Then if you still got Talia... I've got Talia at two. Yeah. You're missing the best defender in the AFL. Oh, well, Terrence's not in there. He's not good enough. <laughs> oh, you're a shithead. He's not good enough. But uh, yeah, Harry Taylor at three. Three, I've got McGovern, who's a much better okay. pick than uh, Harry Taylor. Terry Taylor, I've got to actually see, because he just looks so lost forward. I'm not... His movement's just dropped off a cliff. I've got to actually see him perform consistently down back again. And to be honest, I don't think he was that good last year to warrant being in the top five. Oh, he was pretty good last year. He was year pretty still. good without I'm being I'm confident excellent. if he just stayed in the back line and he's he stuck like, around, he'd still Henderson's be almost a more important defender for them. Because he's got the athleticism to go with the forward. Because he's currently playing in defence. If, if Harry Taylor had stayed in the back line, he'd be damn good. Like, he's just such a I good I don't think he's in the top five so anymore. He's had too many down years recently. No. Recently, you're wrong. Uh, two, I've got Talia, and I, I, I've pretty much gone with it. I, I, I want defensive play, and I thought I think he's. If you just want to stop an opposition forward, he's probably the first pick. Yeah, I, I mean, would you take him ahead of Rance? Probably not. Purely defensively, you probably still just have Rance ahead of him. But I think he'd clearly he clearly makes it bloody close. In just defence, he'd be clearly number two. Yeah, so I have Tarrant because he's an absolute superstar. He's no good. He's no good. He's like leading the league. How did you have him above Lyndon Dunn? <laughs> I, can, I do not understand. He's <laughs> taking the piss out of this thing. No one's mentioned him <laughs> Shade yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, Robbie Tarrant kept uh, walking to like six touches and like no goals on the weekend. Was the ball ever down there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like four times. Nah, yes. Sounds okay. He is excellent. He's better than Talia. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He, no, he's like, he offers so much more offensively, and he's just as good defensively. You're a North Melbourne flop. Uh, drum roll. I think we both know what the number one is. We've been told by Talking Footy that he's the best defender of all time. Yeah, which is which ridiculous. Is dumb. <laughs> but he's really good. <laughs> Alex Rance. I had, I had Scott Thompson. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I did consider going one Tarrant, two Scott Thompson, three Lockie Hanson. That was my initial first draft of this segment. Yeah. But no, Rance is so good. And it gives me the shit that he's so good because I know too many Richmond supporters and they're all full of it when it comes to him. But to be fair, I deserve some of that. The thing is, he beats players one-on-one and then he does what McGovern does as well in that he'll he read all, it he, and then yeah, set them up. He beats one player one-on-one, then he beats another player one-on-one in the same play and it's ridiculous. Yeah. The only thing is he panics sometimes going forward trying to be a bit like... Enthusiastic. That's his only downside. And it was a lot worse last year because no one else in Richmond wanted to kick the ball forward. So Yeah, you got a bit grumpy with your hands. I got grumpy because everyone was saying he was the best player in the world and calling him the best player of all time. They weren't, but Which uh, he still is. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, they no, not enough consideration was played to 
paid to the issues he was having. Um, and that's more me hating on the media than Alex Rance. His issues are minor compared to what he offers the team. And in a better side, they're completely masked because like, the rest of the team's going with him. And when that happens, like, the decisions make more sense. It was Hardwick's fault, his issues last year. Like everything with Richmond last year. He, he, he doesn't have a lot of issues. No, he's pretty, he's pretty complete. Anyway, let's get to the tips. Oh, jeez, we still got tips today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, oh, I've even got them up. So Friday night, we've got West Coast Western Bulldogs. Interesting. In Subiaco. Very, I'm going to go the Coasters. Oh, so am I. That sucks. Um, yeah, that is disappointing. But yeah, that, that's a good game. I'm, that'll be very interesting. Yeah, it will be very interesting. Uh, Hawthorne Brisbane at University of Tasmania. If you bloody tip Brisbane here, yeah, I'll kill you. I'm not tipping Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. I said Hawthorne are the worst team of all time. They're not, because Brisbane's worse. <laughs> Brisbane under Lepage, but still worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like three teams. And Melbourne under Neil. <laughs> um, so St Kilda Carlton at Etihad. St Kilda. Yeah, Carlton have been impressive, but you can't go... You can't go past St Kilda after right. what they did last week. And some bloody good footy. GWS now. Collingwood. <laughs> GWS. Although Collingwood uh, beat them last year, Stringer was telling me. Yeah, it was quite oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. I remember I went away for the weekend and didn't have access to watch it on the TV. I was checking my phone and going, what the hell is going on? Yeah, here? and then they lost to you <laughs> the following week. Just remember, boys, happened. Collingwood got their back. But uh, yeah, GWS will win. These are the games they win. GWS will win. Essendon Geelong at the G. Uh, Geelong surely will. Essendon are a real red hot crack here. <laughs> like it's possible. Geelong do not respond well to bad teams. <laughs> it's it's possible, but surely. Yeah, no, you got to go with Geelong. Uh, Adelaide, Melbourne, Adelaide Oval. Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, by a lot. Yeah, by a fair bit. As I said before, you're screwed. Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richmond, Frio. Uh Richmond, Richmond. Yeah, it's in Melbourne, Richmond. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast Port in, like... I don't, it says JS. I don't know what that stands for, but China. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to go with Port. <laughs> you do have to go with Port. It'll be interesting to see how the travel factor plays out, but it's for both of them. So, And I think the Gold Coast, they said it's going to take 21 hours for them to get there, so probably going to affect them more. Yeah. And then Game of the Round, North Melbourne versus Sydney at Etihad Stadium. I'm feeling a 10-goal win, I think. <sighs> I really want to tip Sydney. Do it. Nah. Do it. Don't be a wuss. Follow your gut. Do it. Sydney. <laughs> Outside of the pod, in my actual tips, I will tip North Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done that multiple times this year. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, give us a like on Facebook. Share us if you feel like it. And even if you don't, you should share us, Kurt. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening and have a good one.